that's that's how I eat a, a healthy whole food vegan diet, and it has made all the difference. Even my menses, you know, um, I mean, it was never really heavy or really bad, but I but it was became lighter, shorter, mm-hmm. and I and I rarely had cramps. Um, my skin cleared up; it started to glow from the inside out. Um, uh, you know, I just i think some of the things that again that that many people expect to start to feel in their 40s and 50s as black women i don't i don't have those experiences yeah and then it opened so for me veganism is like a path it's mm-hmm. not about the food necessarily food is the foundation of a healthy life right yeah. it allow it's what it allows me to do and it like what it allows my mom to do. My mom can my mom is my mom says I'm healthy enough to do whatever I want in life. Yeah. At 84. I'm healthy enough to do whatever I want in life at 54. That's what it's about. It's freedom for me. Right? I'm not restricted. The food is not restricting. It's our health that's restrict that can be restricting. The food allows us to have more freedom. Jackie Reed, Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. My guest today is one of the top experts when it comes to vegan nutrition. She began her vegan journey while in college about 30 years ago. Her mom, Mary McWhorter, joined her on that journey, and now Tracy and her mother are feeling and looking their physical best, and they want to help the rest of us live our best lives as well. So they collaborated on a new book called Ageless Vegan, The Secret to Living a Long and Healthy Plant-Based Life. In our conversation today, Tracy and I get right into how veganism can help you age better, something I really care about. I don't know about you, but I want to not only look good as I get older, but I also want my health to be good. And in this interview, Tracy Tracy shares some insight on how to do just that. you guys I cannot tell you how excited I am to have Tracy on the vegan sexy cool podcast Tracy I have been stalking you on the internet forever I've been vegan now it'll be three years in January so I'm still I'm very very that's fantastic but very very passionate and very very dedicated no turning back and good for me like one of the things recently you know because you know when you get started you want to, um, you just kind of want to just figure out how to, how to do it, right? How to, right. how am I going right. from sun up to sundown and right. satisfied and not feel stressed out about finding things to eat. So that's, yeah. the then I learned I was, I was, yeah, I was eating way too many carbs and not getting protein and nutritionally. Yeah. So I started to make those shifts. Um, right. and now I'm at a point where um, I, well, I, I would say, let me back up a little bit before I got to the point where I wanted to really be healthy about it. I got to the point where, okay, I want this to benefit, you know, my skin, how I'm aging. I wanted to focus mm-hmm. on 
thinking, mm-hmm. like, should I do the raw vegan thing or should I let go of the processed foods and things like that? Like now I'm really leaning into, you know, the nutritional side. I'm really trying good, to- Good, good. So when I got this book- <laughs> Put my glasses on so I can see your expression. Girl, when I got this book, I was like, this is everything that I have been looking for. And I'm the kind of person where I need a guide, right? Yeah. I just need somebody to lay it out for me, right? And it just, this, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jack. Yeah, that, that really... That's the reaction that I want. Thank yeah. you. I'm yeah. so glad. I'm it so glad. Everything. And for somebody that's been on the journey, but then I know that this is something that I wish I had when I was first starting. Cause I yeah. just, yeah. you know what I yeah. I've heard about by any greens necessary. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me just kind of get a feel for it. I was so busy and I was too busy to sit and really research. Research you know? it. Yeah. And that's yeah. so important. But so many things that I want to talk to you about or where I want to start is with this book, uh, you know, Ageless Vegan, because mm-hmm. I think the thing that I try to tell my mother whose age I am not allowed to say, okay, or I will be cursed, okay, <laughs> out and cursed, <laughs> <laughs> she will come for me. But one of the things, you know, and when I read about your mother and her journey and everything in this book, because you all kind of did this together. Yes, we did. Your stories, but collaborating on these re- these wonderful recipes. Yeah. But when I read about your mother in her 80s, right, and um, really know, and she really started the vegan journey. She was already health conscious, but right. really veganism thing started for her when she was in her 50s. Right, exactly. And, and for her to not have any major chronic illnesses, have had no major illness mm-hmm. since then. She's exercising, working out, meaning she can walk. And um, I think she does Pilates and all these different yep. things. Um, and she looks incredible. She does not look her age, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. think about that because I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I age well. And I try right. to with my mother all the time. The good thing now with COVID is I'm buying her groceries. She's okay. Okay. So I sent her plant-based thing. She has no choice. Very good. Very. She got to eat it, right? Gotta eat it. And she's like, "What's this Beyond sausage in here?" And for her, you know, if yeah. it's if it's if it's a choice between her eating meat, meat, which you know, my mother is just you know, she's gonna have her wings, her fried right. wings, she's right? Have you know, she's a, a southern soul food loving woman. So she yeah. can have those things often with no vegetables whatsoever. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh-huh. you know, high blood pressure and all. So for me, yeah. to be able to send her beyond meat and all these yes. things makes a difference. So where I want to start, I'm so excited. I, I guess I'm saying so much, but where <laughs> I want to start is just, you know, how being vegan, how eating vegan can mm-hmm. affect how you age. And I guess I want for you to talk about your story of, how being vegan has impacted you you physically inside and out and mentally because i think it's yes. together because you started this journey when you were in college i did i did well thank you for all of that and your excitement and your enthusiasm that just makes my day and warms my heart so thank you oh, thank yeah. you 
Yeah, so I, I did. I started when I was uh, in college, my sophomore year, and uh, our Black at Amherst College and our Black Student Union brought Dick Gregory um, to talk about the state of Black America, and he talked about the plate of Black America instead. And he had been, you know, we knew him as a civil rights icon, and, and uh, you know, and before that, he was, you know, obviously a, com a comedic legend. But we didn't know he had been vegan for 20 years because of uh, the practice of civil rights during the non the the practice of nonviolence during the civil rights movement. He extended that to animals. So he went vegan. He went uh, vegan in 1965 wow. for the animals. So he was still um, he was 300 plus pounds. He was smoking and drinking and eating excessively. So it wasn't about health. It was about the animals. And then there was a woman, a black woman, Dr. Alvinia Fulton, who was a naturopathic physician who opened the first health food store and vegan cafe on the South side of Chicago in the night in 1958. Hmm. She introduced him to veganism for health reasons in 1967. Okay. So, um, by 1973, they wrote um, uh, Dick Gregory, they wrote uh, Cooking with Mother Nature, Dick Gregory's Natural Diet for Folks Who Like to Eat. They wrote that together, and that was like an instant classic. Yeah. So he, so by the time he came to my campus in 1986, he'd been vegan for 20 years. So his whole talk was about why Black folks eat the way we do, and he connected, you know, I mean, at that time, he was talking about the federal government, the USDA, food justice, um, soul food, you know, um, culture, genocide, like all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it rocked my entire world. Wow. I had... Uh, so I was familiar with healthy eating because growing up, my mom was health conscious, as you said. So we we're omnivores. We ate meat and dairy, but we were, we were healthier. So no sodas in the house, no candy bowl, no cookie jar, desserts, maybe once a week, whole food, I mean, whole grain bread, skim milk. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I had cousins who had everything and we like, you know, and I was, I'm the youngest of three girls. So when we went over there, we were like, we, we can eat the good stuff. Yeah. But I mean, my mom was a great cook and all of that. So it was fine. But um, when I, but I had gained 25 pounds my freshman year in college because I was away from home and I never ate vegetables, never ate healthy. So you can imagine how powerful Dick Gregory's talk must have been yeah. to completely rock my world, right? Yeah. Having gained 25 pounds in one year. So um, I really believe that he, intercept it like if it were not for him i would be on the path or already there in terms of of unhealthy weight i don't say overweight or you know or obese or t you can be thin and not be healthy yeah that's unhealthy true. weight diabetes high blood pressure high cholesterol i was on that path very early on mm -hmm. so um yeah, so, you know, I immediately gave up hamburgers and hot dogs, which I ate every day. And then a week later, I was like, he's crazy. <laughs> but then I just started to research it. And I mean, there's a long story there. But but basically, um, you know, my mom and one of my sisters who was at Tufts, a senior at Tufts at the time, we came home for, for the summer. And 
I just started getting all the books that were available about vegetarianism. And again, this is 86. So this is 10 years before we have the internet. So you have to go to the library. And we read everything. And by the end of the summer, decided to go vegetarian. And it would take me about another year, about another year, um, about six months to go vegan. I mean, to go vegetarian and then another year to go completely vegan. So after my senior year, when I went back to Amherst, um, I took my junior year away. I went to Kenya for the first semester, couldn't be vegetarian there, but had some encounters with animals on safari, seeing them being born and killed and we were supposed to eat them. And then when I, and then I went, came back to DC and went to Howard and discovered that there was this large black vegan community in, in DC that had been there since at least the seventies that I knew nothing about, you know? Yeah. And, And so I learned everything about veganism from them. And so when I went back to Amherst for my senior year, I was a confident vegetarian and it would take me just like about a year to to let go of cheese. That was my hardest thing. Yeah. So that was my transition. So I guess I was 20, you know, and then it was just on from there. I'll be 54 next month. So really my entire adult life, I've been vegan. Yeah. And when you, and I, it's not like I want to put other women down, but I just want to talk about as someone, you know, who's in, in her early fifties, how do you see the benefits of because you were vegan on your life compared to other women in the same Right, way? right. Well, I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm, so I lost that weight, that 25 pounds uh, effortlessly, right? Just being vegan. So I've been the same size, the same weight. Um, I don't have any chronic diseases. I don't have any high blood pressure. I don't have any, I mean, I'm very healthy. You know, all of my blood work that I get done, it's always great. Um, So I've, you know, unfortunately that's uncommon among black women. By the time we're 20, 50% of us have high blood pressure, have have heart disease. Yeah. Um, You know, we, we have uh, a quarter of, of us have diabetes, you know, most of uh, 50% of us, um, uh, 80% of us are, are what is considered obese, 50% are what's considered overweight, you know, so this is not common. And that's the tragedy of it, because it should be the norm, right? The way that the way that I feel the way the health, the way that how I am healthy, how my mom is healthy should be the norm. But it's not. So I do see the difference now, you know, just because something is vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. Coca-Cola is vegan, Oreo cookies are vegan, potato chips, French fries, all vegan. So I'm talking about a healthy whole food vegan diet, which we can get into if you want. But um, that's, that's how I eat a a healthy whole food vegan diet. And it has made all the difference. Even my menses, you know, um, I mean, it was never really heavy or really bad, but I, but it was, became lighter, shorter. Mm-hmm. And I and I rarely had cramps. Um, my skin cleared up. It started to glow from the inside out. Um, uh, you know, I just I think some of the things that again that that many people expect to start to feel in their forties and fifties as black women. I don't I don't have those experiences. Yeah. And then it opened. So for me, veganism is like a path. It's not about the food necessarily. Food is the foundation of a healthy life, right? Yeah. It allow, it's what it allows me to do. 
and it, like what it allows my mom to do. My mom can, my mom is, my mom says I'm healthy enough to do whatever I want in life yeah. at 84. I'm healthy enough to do whatever I want in life at 54. That's what it's about. It's freedom for me, right? I'm not restricted. The food is not restricting. It's our health that's restrict that can be restricting. The food allows us to have more freedom. Yeah. That's how I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, early on after I became vegan, right before I, I had been a runner for years, you know, and I okay. still trying to get back to it because in my mind, I got to the point where my knees were bothering me. One knee, mm. or the doctor said that I had runner's knee. So I was in therapy, you know, physical therapy. And even though it made it better, um, it still didn't go away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming up and going up and down stairs. I had like this dull pain. It wasn't excruciating or anything. Getting in and out of the car, wearing high heels became right. uncomfortable for me. And it bothered me because I love wearing my stilettos and I love, right. you know, just going and getting in and out of a car. I mean, think about it, going to the grocery store, just life, life. Um, I was reminded of this knee pain. And then I actually got to this point, Tracy, where I was like, you know what? This is going to be my life. I'm just going to have to kind of have this chronic knee pain, which I think, particularly in the African-American community, I think we become, we make peace with our pain, right? Yes. It's this chronic you pain that it. we have. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm old or I'm this, or it just come, that's what happened. But anyway, yeah. once I became vegan, within a matter of months. And I don't even know, I can't clock it because it was just like I was walking up the stairs, the subway steps one day and I was like, what, what, my knees don't hurt. And then, you know, it was just like, <laughs> I was like bending and like- Right, right, testing it out. And, and I had like, with, with the heels that I wear, particularly with boots, I have bunions on, on my feet. Yes, uh-huh. And mm -hmm. they, the issue with the bunions and the pain that would come from them would yeah. be they were swollen, right, from yeah. inflammation. Tracy, the shoes that I had in the closet that I had planned to throw away that I could now wear because that wow. went away. I mean, and that was in a matter of months. Yeah. So I just, you know, I can't imagine, I mean, you know, spending so many years you know, of eating vegan. But I say that to say, you can still turn your life around, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Very quickly. And I want to remind people, because we say it in the introduction, that you are a nutritionist. So you speak from great knowledge. Um, right. This is now, this is my profession also. Yeah. <laughs> you just not, you just don't happen to be a vegan. You're all right, right, right. <laughs> when it comes to these things that we're discussing. And so yeah. I just want to say, because a lot of people may feel, well, I'm in my forties or I'm in my, I'm in my fifties. Mm -hmm. I've lived my life or, or, or I'm not going to change now. Yeah. And I want you to, to speak to, and I know your mom is a great example of this as I mentioned. Yeah how it can turn things around for you no matter where you are. It doesn't matter your age. Literally, you can start to, if you go, if you go vegan and, and you are eating a healthy whole food plant-based diet, you can expect to see results in two weeks to three weeks. Like if you're doing it 100%. And it's not that deep. It is, 
you are flooding your body with healthy food, with fiber, with antioxidants, with nutrients. So the things that are that are toxic in your body, that that you're are going to you're going to eliminate, right? The uh, the, the, the arteries that are being clogged with saturated fat and cholesterol from meat and dairy are going to break up and they're going to start to, you're going to eliminate them. You're going, it's like a straw. If it's clogged with mayonnaise, right? You put a hose of water in there. It's going to, that's what fiber does. There yeah. is no fiber in meat and dairy. None. You yeah. can only get fiber from plant-based foods. There's no fiber in white rice, no fiber in white bread, no fiber in white pasta. Whole grains have, have fiber, fruits, vegetables, beans. So everything in a whole food vegan diet is acting like a broom and it's cleaning you out, right? It's bringing your cholesterol level down. It's bringing your blood pressure down. It's helping you to lose weight. It's helping you to be satisfied, right? Because when you're eating highly processed foods, um, or junk foods, you eat more and more because your your body, your brain is not getting the signal that you're full, that you're that you're satisfied, that you're nourished. So you keep eating. But when you're eating healthy whole foods, plant vegan foods, your body gets the signal that you're nourished. So you stop eating naturally, right? And you lose weight. So it's not that deep. It's just that we have different information, right? We we don't get this information. Where do we get it? We're not taught it in schools. Doctors don't get it. If they're lucky, they get four hours of nutrition in their entire four years. Mm -hmm. And rarely is that plant-based nutrition. So yeah. even when I, even in grad school, for me, getting my um, master's degree in public health nutrition, I had to create, this was uh, in the early 2000s, I had to, I came in as a longtime vegan, right? Been vegan already for 20 years. I came in with knowledge and I was, and I had to carve my own um, path so that I could, I had to study meat and dairy nutrition because it's re, the USDA, USDA requires that all public health school, public health nutrition schools teach this standard American diet for accreditation. Mm -hmm. But because I was vegan and I knew about it, I was able to carve my own path and learn about plant, more about plant-based nutrition too. And I was challenging my teachers. And one of my advisor basically said to me one day, I'm getting complaints that you're challenging your teachers. So do you want to graduate or do you want to be right? I said, well, I am right. <laughs> first, and first I am right. And I want to graduate. So, you know, I had to make a choice, whether I'm, am, am I going to have these battles or am I just going to let them say what they say and do what I have to do to get the degree? Yeah, wow. This, it's not like that now in my program. I went to New York University. It's much more plant-based now, but, but in 2001, it wasn't. Wow. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that we, we're, we, even us as, even we professionals in this profession, are not getting this information. So you know most people are not. And that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could go to a doctor just for, you know, anything and have complications and they may say, oh, you need to change your diet, right? Mm -hmm. And they may say, eat more of this, eat more of that. And that, that may include meat and dairy. 
Right, exactly. The doctor doesn't have a plant-based philosophy. Exactly. In, in what their, you know, advice that they're giving to patients. But I want, to, I want you to touch on before we, and I do want to get into the book and just- Okay, you know, sure. I'll be vegan. But I want you to, um, and 10,000 um, Black women. Black vegan women, yeah. But I want to ask you about, just to touch on for people listening, mm-hmm. and I think that there are a lot of people thinking about becoming vegan or new vegans. Just talk about the impact of meat and dairy um, on our bodies? Like, why is it hurting us to eat those? Right. So with meat and dairy, it's the, it's animal protein and saturated fat and cholesterol, right? These are the three, these are the three things that are problematic when you eat meat and dairy, right? These animal protein is the thing that we are taught that we need, that we should get as humans, but it is actually incorrect. We can get protein is a nutrient, it's not a piece of meat. It's not animal tissue. You can get protein from plant-based foods, you can get protein from animal foods. The problem is that when you get protein from animal foods, you are also getting saturated fat and cholesterol. And these are the things combined with the animal protein that will clog your arteries, that will cause you to have high blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease, which is the number one killer in the country. Heart disease is completely preventable unless it's stress related, right? If you are having some kind of stress panic attack, like as a vegan, I can have a stress panic attack, right? That is not the usual cause of heart disease or heart attack. The usual cause is diet. It's completely preventable and yet it's the number one killer, right, in the country. And black women die from heart disease at the highest rates. 140 black women die of heart disease every single day and it's preventable 50,000 a year so that is meat and dairy meat has animal protein saturated fat and cholesterol and so does dairy and by dairy i mean milk cheese yogurt ice cream right these things um eggs um you know the highest eggs are the highest in um cholesterol cheese is the highest in saturated fat these things are deadly right there is no cholesterol in plant-based foods it doesn't exist i don't care if you're eating lasagna or pancakes or pizza zero cholesterol you know vegan pancakes vegan lasagna vegan pizza no cholesterol um and so that's the issue it's just that you you know you can get the protein and the nutrients from plant-based foods and it doesn't come with these with saturated fat and cholesterol, right? Yeah. So that's the difference. It's just, it's the same foods, different ingredients. And you, you know, you say it and I hear it and it took me a while to wrap my head around it, right? And become vegan. Cause I remember like years before I actually became vegan, I did that 22 day challenge that Beyonce yeah. Crazy made famous. And I was like, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but then I didn't have, you know, it's something that, that you say that I like to say too, is I didn't have my why. I was just trying, yes. you know, I yes. love animals. And so I was like, you know, let me give this a try. And I felt that it was hard, but I was also not educated. But then when I made the decision, like I'm doing this and all in, I close, you know, things around my house. Like I am, I am actually all vegan. Oh, fantastic. That's I, excellent. Which is so funny when you have conversations with people and they just cannot, they're like, so wait a minute. So your shoes and 
this and that. I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and, now, and it's stylish, right? It, it can be very stylish. Don't get me started. I mean, there's so many great things out there. Um, yeah. And that's why I started, you know, Vegan Sexy Cool. Uh, yes, absolutely. No, like it, it's just, there's so many options out there to improve your lifestyle and be vegan. Yeah. But I want to get into this book. Okay. Well, uh, let me let me also say that the, the other thing is it's a it's so it's a win for health. It's yeah. also a win for the animals, obviously, because we're not um, killing animals, you know, innocent animals unnecessarily for food, right? And um, factory farming is the biggest driver of climate change in the world. So the less meat and dairy we eat, the less water, the less fires, um, the less use of land, you know, it, 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 is, it is a win for the planet, for the animals, for the environment, and also for all of the food, all of the grains that we feed um, animals, livestock, and factory farming, billions of animals a year, we can be giving that to people and right. starting to reduce hunger around the world. And so it's also beneficial for other people too, for you to go vegan. So it's a win, 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 win. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely, um, I, I am big on animals. That was the main reason that I yeah. decided to do this. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait a minute, my knees feel better. And just, <laughs> I know, got you. It, it's like you lead into all this activism um, yeah. as far as the planet, uh, animal abuse, even environmental issues and food justice and things yes. like in the black community, it really made me more, it heightened my awareness. Like I was yeah. aware of what was missing in, you know, in certain black neighborhoods as far as nutritional food, but yeah. I really didn't zero in on it until I became vegan. And now it just all ties in together. It absolutely does. Right? Mm -hmm. Justice against black people on a, it, it all ties in together. Right. And I tell people, you know, we have, we have black lives matter as we should, you know, and there are about a thousand unarmed black people that are killed or, or, um, an estimate that are killed by police and vigilantes every year. Yeah. And, or uh, 300 to a thousand, but you've got 300,000 black folks who die every year of preventable diet related diseases. Right. 300 to 1,000, 300,000. Both are for crises, both are preventable, but what is the one that we know most about? This one, the right. 300 to 1,000 by police and vigilantes. We don't know about this 300,000. There are more of us who die, 800 plus people die every day from mm -hmm. the food that they eat. Right. Where is the, where is the outcry about that? Because yeah. we just don't know. And we are even the people who are protesting and who are activists, they are going to fast food places after the protest. They are coming home and harming themselves because they have different information. And that really kills me. You know what I mean? Because we should be taking most care of ourselves in those moments. And we just don't know. I, and, and that bothers me that we don't know, right? It, sometimes I say, you know, I feel like, um, 
you know, white supremacists are laughing at us, right? Because here we are so prideful of the scraps that we were given as slaves that we made into delicacies, you know, parts of pigs and, and things like that that other pe people wouldn't eat. And, you know, it's like if I hear one more Black person talk about how proud they are to have chitlins or pig's feet and all that. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to, you know what I mean? And it's like now we're slaves to food um, because, you know, we go to the fast food restaurants. We eat, we don't invest in taking care of ourselves. And they're just sitting back and laughing at us because we don't take it seriously. Not enough of a lot yeah, of them. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing about that. They aren't either. You know, the, yeah. I mean, you know, white people are very unhealthy. So I don't even get into the disparities thing. Yeah. Because I'm not trying for us to be as unhealthy as them because they need help too. We yeah. just need to be healthy, period. But the other thing is, no, nobody wants to be unhealthy. I've not met that person. I've not met the mom who wants to raise an unhealthy child. It really is, we, it, it, it is like white supremacy, you know, in terms of education and, and housing yeah. and all of that. It is by design, yes. literally by design, that we are in this situation. There is personal choice, of course, but primarily it is because these are the foods that are targeted to us, right? Right. I mean, fast food in particular, after King was assassinated in 68, the federal government and fast food franchises, particularly McDonald's, made a decision to put fast food restaurants in predominantly black cities across the country, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, some of our some of our black leaders agreed because it was a way for young people to be employed. It was a way for black people to make money because they could own these franchises. Right. The cost was our health, right? But they didn't know. And so before these these fast food places came in '68, black people were meet were were meeting this, the the um, U.S. dietary guidelines standards for fruit, vegetables, and fiber, more than any other demographic in the country. This mm. is before 1968. Wow. After the proliferation of these fast food places, it was a complete 180. We were then the least likely to be meeting the fruit, vegetable, and fiber intake. And fiber, you know, means that we were eating plant-based foods more than any other group. But once these fast food places came, they were cheap, they were convenient, they were available. And we were targeted by ads and billboards and continued more than anybody else. They targeted black folks, particularly kids. Yeah. Still to this day, it changed. This is what I'm saying when I say it's by design. Wow. Um, so we didn't, we don't, you know, we don't as a community, as a, as a, you know, as a group of people want to be unhealthy. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's an onslaught that we are dealing with. Yeah, I, I I did not know that about um, yeah. McDonald's, and I mean that that's wow. Um, that that's something to really really think about. It it really makes me angry to think about that. I did not know about that. Yeah, but the thing is that you know, in addition to the fast food, you know, because you know, and I know your family has been eating this way for a long time, eating very healthy with the with veganism particularly, but with my family. You know what I mean? You go to Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's, you know, dinners and it's yeah. 
you know, it is all this unhealthy food that is soul food traditions. It's yeah. what traditional foods that we eat. And it's, it's like, you know, the more cheese, the more butter, the more, mm -hmm. the more that, the better who's, you know, it, it and it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking to me when I see that competitiveness, like girl, you haven't had anything until you have my mac and cheese. Right. It's just like, <laughs> Yes, who makes the best ham or the deviled make, eggs yes. or, the, or the fried and, chicken? And I don't think that we want to, that we don't want to be healthy. I do agree with you on that. But I think that there's this lack of concern by us. Or I think something you said earlier is even more true. There's a lack of education. I think about something you said earlier about um, when you were at Howard or I, I don't mm -hmm. know if you grew up in DC or this. I did. Yeah. You had access to a lot yeah. of us growing up. Like I definitely did not have access to that kind of information and education uh, mm -hmm. early on. And I wonder, you know, if that's probably the biggest hurdle. Um, Absolutely. For us is just yeah. the lack of access to just the information. Right. It is. It's just the information. And then people can make up their own minds, right? But you, but if we don't have the information, we don't know what other options are out there. Right. Even, even vegan soul food, which is higher in fat, salt, and sugar, but it's healthier. Yeah. That's, people don't even know that that exists, right? That there are actual restaurants and, and, and places you can go and cookbooks out there. They don't know. They're also addicted to fat, salt, and sugar. So they don't have a desire to explore it, you know? So there's a lot going on. There's layers for sure. There's definitely layers. But um, I don't know if you said it here yet, but I heard you say it somewhere else about Black people, um, Black Americans being the largest group of new vegans. Yes, this is true. I we, love hearing that. We are the fastest growing vegan and vegetarian demographic in the country. This is um, research by the Pew Institute. Hmm. And 8% uh, of African Americans are vegan or vegetarian, as hmm. compared to 3% or fewer of everyone else. That's huge, right? Hmm. This is not a surprise to me, though. Um, because, like I said, we had this big Black vegan community in DC, right? And they owned actually the only 100% vegan establishments. And there were 14 of them in the 80s, yeah, in the 80s and 90s. So this was happening in Atlanta and in some place, some other places, Chicago. So, you know, there's always been this, like this stream of black folks who've been pioneers in veganism alongside the majority, the big ocean of us who were eating omnivore. So it's not a surprise that we have this interest and we're just, you know, we're fabulous and we know these connections. You know what I mean? That ain't no surprise. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's a good thing. It is. It is. <clears throat> but most of us are not doing that. So we've got a, a long way to go. Well, you are helping things along with 10,000 10, Black vegan women. Tell me about that because I love this entire idea and movement. And I think you should make it 50,000. <laughs> yes, yes. I thank you. So I started 10,000 Black Vegan Women. It's a it's a completely free program. It's a it's a it's a labor of love. So I'm helping 10,000 Black women go vegan in 2020. <clears throat> so I launched. So we start officially in October on October 5th, and I launched. I soft launched it in February during Black History Month. Then COVID happened. Oh boy. And I was planning to start 
in May. So I pushed it back to October mm -hmm. because we didn't know what to expect. So it does start October 5th. We have um, about 8,100 women who have already signed up. And when you sign up between now and when we start October 5th, you get a, a weekend vegan two-day guide, which is eight vegan recipes, a done-for-you grocery shopping list, meal plan, nutrition tips, um, uh, and it's all to help you go vegan for two days right away. Do it yourself to inspire yourself that you can do this. And you get weekly um, Wellness Wednesday emails from me leading up to the big launch. And the big launch is going vegan together as a community for 21 days in October, 21 days in November, 21 days in December. And so we will have um, a prep week. So getting your mind and your kitchen ready, Nutrition 101, cooking videos, we're gonna cook together. Um, we're gonna do live webinars together and uh, Q&As together. So this is all in, in a, an online Facebook community together. So this is all a free community program just trying to get 10,000 women to go vegan. And the reason I came up with the idea is that my first book, By Any Greens Necessary, which came out in 2010, is having its 10th anniversary this year. Okay. And that, that was the first vegan diet book for black women. And so I wanted to do something kind of big and bold to celebrate that 10th anniversary and uh, came up with 10,000 women, helping 10,000 women go vegan. I love this idea because I want everybody to be vegan. Particularly, <laughs> I do. I want everybody yes. to be vegan, um, but especially my, my sisters, you know, my black sisters. And so they go to buy They go to but they can go to 10,000blackveganwomen.com. Okay, okay. It all goes back to the same website, but 10,000blackveganwomen.com, and it's the number 10,000blackveganwomen.com. Um, okay, so I have to ask, um, you say 21 days in October, 21 days in November, and 21 days in December. Does that mean that Thanksgiving holiday is an, an off day? No. <laughs> <laughs> We end before Thanksgiving. That's what I, I mean. did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Tracy, holidays. Wait, now, Thanksgiving and Christmas will be done before the before the holiday. So that's that's none of my business. That could be a deal breaker for some people. I'm telling exactly. you, I tried to do something for November last year. Yes, vegan month in November. Yes, yes. Some friends of my girlfriends of mine, and they were like, "What about thing?" I was like, "Okay." I'll give you thank you. It was yeah. like the biggest deal breaker. Uh, so yes. I'm glad to hear that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think that's a fantastic idea. Well, I wanna I wanna talk about some of the um the jewels that you have. Okay. Uh, particularly let's start with before we get to the recipes, because oh my God, cornbread, the key, I think it's quinoa, okra, and tomatoes. Yes, yes. Crazy. Yes. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to cook some of this food. I'm telling you, I'm so excited about this. And it's not just like what, there's some things in here that will definitely satisfy your soul food palate, yeah. but they're international food. I mean, there's so many recipes from just around the world in here. Yes. I keep, I'm all over the place, but let me get back to, I want <laughs> <laughs> because I've been I've been getting into um, juicing and smoothies and yes like yes and I want to ask you about the difference like what's better should I go and buy a juicer or right. is it okay to just do smoothies right uh, smoothies are healthiest 
Okay. Smoothies cool. are healthiest, right? Okay. And so um, it's because you're getting the whole, you're getting the fiber, right? Okay. You're just okay. basically chewing it times a thousand, right? Or times 10,000. That's, I mean, you're just breaking down the fibrous walls of the fruit and the vegetables. So you want to make sure that it's not only a fruit smoothie, right? You can have a vegetable smoothie, but if you have fruit, um, you want to make sure that there are greens in there. Yeah. So because you want to cut, you don't want it to be, to have too much, even if it's naturally occurring sugar, right? You yeah. want to balance it out. So you can, that means you can throw in some frozen or fresh spinach or some frozen or fresh kale, which you won't taste, right? Just depends on yeah. um, how much green you like, but, or you can just use powdered greens, right? A pow scoop of powdered greens and just put it in there. You won't taste it, but it will lessen the sugar load, right? So um, and you don't want to gulp it down. You ideally want to, because that's a lot of fruits and vegetables going into your bloodstream at one time, and it can spike your, your, um, your blood sugar level, right? If you gulp it down, like you can imagine nobody can probably eat five oranges at a sitting, right? That's a lot of fiber. It's a lot of juice, but you can do that in a smoothie. Right. And so yeah. that is not, that's not where our bodies were not made to, to digest that much fiber and that much fruit sugar that fast. So you just want to sip on it. You just want to sip on it, take your time, drink it in 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Right. Okay. Just keep that in mind. That's all. Okay. Um, but it's definitely better than juicing. It's healthier as a way, as a maintenance thing, as a thing to do on a regular basis, because when you juice, um, you're, you're not getting the fiber. And the fiber is what helps to slow down the absorption of the fruit sugar in your bloodstream. Now, juicing can be good for variety. It can be good if you uh, have a chronic, you know, if you have a disease issue, if you're trying to go on a, a week, a seven day cleanse, you know, and you just want to get that green juice in you. Yeah. So it can be good for like specific periods of time, like specific mm -hmm. kind of shots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or for, or just for variety, but just as an everyday maintenance kind of thing, you want smoothies. Is that your typical breakfast? I know when I was yes. eating, like the thing is, is a smoothie. It's a smoothie. Right. And so I will do, I like dandelion greens. So I will typically do uh, uh, dandelion greens, uh, ginger, some berries, any kind of berries. Berries are the healthiest fruit on the planet. Mm -hmm. Any kind of dark berry, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, cranberries. Uh, um, okay. And I'll use an avocado or a banana and water. I'll usually put some flaxseed uh, meal in there. Um, and flax seeds are really good for omegas. They're very healthy for you, but also they help to um, satisfy you. It's like, it's like um, if you ate a bowl of oatmeal, you know, it's just the fiber will fill you up. You won't get hungry for another couple hours. Yeah. So I usually do put those things in it and uh, blend it up and I'll just sip on that for the morning. See, now I'm taking notes. So I noticed you don't um, use protein powder. No. Why not? It's not necessary. Because, well, first of all, all... Um, all plant-based foods have protein in them, just an, yeah. even an apple or an avocado, just varying amounts, right? So obviously beans have the most protein, nuts have the most protein, um, whole grains have protein, right? 
So for me, you know, I will usually, um, I'm not looking to my smoothie to get that. I'm, I'm usually going to get that from a bowl of oatmeal that I might have after that or peanut butter on, or almond butter on toast. You know what I mean? But I am getting it in there. I'm probably getting about 15 grams of protein in that smoothie just by default, but it's not something that I'm, that I'm focused on for protein. For someone who wants to, um, let's say, eat a smoothie or lean into foods that's going to help their skin. Yeah. Um, what kind of, and I know you have a list of those in here. What are some of the things that we should, and it, I should say it's in the book. You do have a great list there, but what are some of the things that we should lean into? Dark leafy greens, first and foremost. The darker the better. Greens for, huh? like, you love greens, right? I love greens. And greens are the healthiest food on the planet and they are the most cleansing. And so they are going to clean out the toxins in your bloodstream. They are going to detox your liver and your skin if you have pimples on your skin, that's, you know, that's just a sign of what's going on internally. So you, it's really about cleansing yourself inside and maintaining that, not necessarily what you put on your skin, but it's the, inter, it's the glow from the inside that you want. So dark leafy greens are the, the healthiest food and the foods that are the most detoxing. And I'm talking about the, the bitter, the better. The bitterer, the better. Dandelion <laughs> <laughs> greens, mustard greens, collard greens, uh, then kale, spinach, uh, arugula, you know, any kind of dark leafy greens. But the more, the, the more bitter you can take it, the more detoxing they are. Okay, let me ask this question when it comes to collards and mustards, but I must, let's say collards. And uh -huh. you know how we love to prepare our collards. We cook like them to death. We cook them to death. <laughs> so they brown and not green <laughs> or gray. <laughs> you know what I want to ask you. How should we be cooking our greens? <laughs> okay. So this is such a good question, Jackie, because greens should be green, people. Okay. That is why they are green. <laughs> and cook them to death. <laughs> That's my grandmother. That's my grandmother's heart. Them greens cook for hours. I'm like, grandma, they're already done. They're like apples. They don't need to be cooked. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so you can do them. So you can eat them raw or cooked. You can, and, and you know, obviously you can eat them in salads. You can have them in a wrap. You can put them in a smoothie. That's all raw. But if you want to cook them, you can lightly uh, saute them with water or oil, right? But water is healthiest. So just like you have a stir fry, you know, you just want to chop them up and just saute them for a few minutes till they slightly wilt okay. and they are still bright green. You know what I mean? Like you stick a fork in them, <laughs> them up. you don't need a spoon. Or <laughs> when I tell you all that I do to my greens, to, to make them vegan, but make them taste like my mother's greens. You yeah. Know what I mean? The liquid yes, smoke, I do. The smoked paprika and the garlic and onions. And but I do all of that. I cook them for a long time. You don't, you can, you don't have to do that. So the thing, but you can do that. So like if you're, if you need the, you know, if it's for a particular dish and you want them to have a soft consistency, that's fine. Or you put them in, in quiche or lasagna, you know, they're going to be, or curry, they're going to be cooked much more and soft. But as a, but a, on a regular 
you know, regular basis, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to, you don't want to cook them longer than five or 10 minutes at the most. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I know. But it's okay. I mean, I eat lasagna and quiche and, and all of that stuff too. And I, you know, and curries and I, you know, stews. Um, that's fine. Variety is key. You yeah, know, I'm excited. You have a quiche recipe in here because yeah. I tried a vegan quiche at this, this, um, uh, French bakery in Miami is a vegan French bakery and it was delicious, but I've yet to make one at home. And now I have a recipe that I'm definitely going to try because I love quiche. Oh, good. Yeah. I love the variety of recipes that you have in here. And, um, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, how is it almost four o'clock? Um, but, but I do want to ask you with the recipes that you have, um, the process of um, testing it out because I know in here you thank all of your <laughs> testers and it was you and your mom in the kitchen listening to Motown. Hell yeah. Talk about how you guys came up with these great recipes. The, you know, we did have help, but um, most of these recipes are what we actually eat. Like these are these, we wanted it to be like an authentic uh, representation of how we've been eating for the last 30 years as vegan. So all of these things are foods that we have eaten that we like to eat. And uh, so regular everyday foods or special occasion foods or when we go out, we want to replicate, right? Right, right. Um, so I did have somebody, I'm not a chef. I mean, I know how to cook. My mom is an excellent cook too. But, you know, just coming up with a hundred recipes and measurements and all of that, we were just like, I my hats off to chefs because it is not easy. So I, I had somebody, I said, you know, we love peanut, we love brittle, right? We never, we eat it. We've never made it. How do you make it? You know, so stuff like that. Um, pad Thai. We love it. Pad, thai food is one of my favorites. I don't make it. I go out. I want to make it. So, yeah. you know, we had, I had a recipe developer help um, a chef helped with, with some of the recipes, but most of them, my mom and I did ourselves, you know, we just went in the kitchen and just started measuring things. Yeah. And we did have friends who were recipe testers, um, to try everything out. Some things didn't make it in the book. Some things did that, that pecan pie mm -hmm. is my mom's, my grandmother's, my mother's mother's, um, recipe that she veganized. Yeah. And we, we had, it was trial and error. Like it took us months to do it, you know? to get all these recipes right. But it was a lot of a lot of work and a lot of fun. I don't know that I'll be doing it again anytime. <laughs> I'll just talk about it. <laughs> well, 100 recipes. I mean, that should last us a long time until yeah. you get to the point where you do want to do it again. And I thank you for the apple pie recipe because I'm, I, I'm not, I don't have a sweet tooth. There are a few things that I like and apple yeah. pie is one of the few desserts that I like. So okay, good. Apple pie crumble that's in here. I would tell yeah. you I will be making this. So okay. many, I'm telling you, you were like, what does Jackie Reed need? Let me, let me put it all in a book for Jackie. It's like when you go to church and pastor does a sermon just for you. <laughs> that is great. I feel, I feel that. I feel that. And your style, your earrings, your top, your hair, it's all my style too. So right? I, I feel that. The jewelry. Yes. Yeah, we have kinship there. I feel yes. it. We do. You I, knew I was talking. You knew. You were like, let me help this child out. <laughs> Let me write this book for her. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I look. The, the one thing I do want to ask you about <clears throat> sure. before we run out of time is something that's personal that I'm trying to figure out. It's two things doing the raw vegan. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around exactly what that is. 
Yeah, you can do raw vegan. It simply means there, there's gourmet raw vegan and then there's down to, I'm just gonna eat like salads and fruit and whole fruit, right? But then there's you, dehydrated cookies, dehydrated pizza, pasta made with you know zucchini spirals and, and beet and carrot spirals. Yeah. So you can make it as fancy or as regular and, and, and simple as you want. And it is, actually, it is very healthy to eat foods in their raw state, right? And you can make, create, people make raw quiche. You know, I, the longest I've been raw, I think is six to eight months. And I loved it, it was fabulous. The issue for, in most of the time, I, most of my greens and fruit are raw year round. Yeah. The problem for me is when it gets cold, it's a challenge. It, it became a challenge for me to, to still have the desire and have the produce available in abundance, right? Yeah. In the winter months, in the fall and winter. But were I living, if I were living in a, in a hot climate, uh-huh. I would be much more raw than I am. Yeah. So it's doable. People do it in cold climates all the time. It's healthy. Definitely, do, you can do it. And then what about a cleanse? I'm thinking about doing a cleanse. Um, what would you recommend? Um, as, as, what advice would you give when someone's looking for a cleanse? It depends on what you want to do the cleanse for. Is it? Are you? Are, is there a health issue that you're dealing with? Is no, it a mental health cleanse? issue? I think it's mental. I think it's just really trying to just kind of wipe the slate clean and yeah. really lean into. You know, I want to stop eating so much processed foods. Yeah. But before I and I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna do everything in this book. So it's like just right. kind of cleaning some toxins out and things like that before I go on a more whole foods vegan journey so you can do you can do it two ways you can actually go on a cleanse a minimum of like three days Mm -hmm. and you can do primarily raw foods like you could actually eat salads and fruit right whole fruit for three days um you or you and you can have smoothies right or you can actually just say i'm just going to do smoothies for three days right i mean it, it can be uh either of those things, right? Or you can just say, I'm going to eat raw for three days. So I'm gonna include salads in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Avocados, nuts, and, but it's raw, it's not cooked. So, it'll, so you know, it'll be, easier, um, it'll be easier for me to detox because it's raw. So it's up to you. You know, some people do just do lemon water, right? Uh, for three days, it's really up to you. If you do anything longer than that, then you may want to get you know, some local advice. Um, And, you know, uh, or, you know, usually people, there's something going on that they're trying to eliminate when they go seven to to 14 to 21 days. Yeah. But I, but you know, you can also just, so you can do that. And I would say a minimum of, I would say a maximum of three days is enough. Um, Drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Eat raw, just have, you know, smoothies or just have raw foods, just have salads and and veggies. I mean, salads and fruit, if you want, or just, you know, just do smoothies. It's up to you. Um, But I think that, um, you know, you can, you can start. I always say add rather than subtract when you start, just start eating more greens, start having the smoothies, start having more salads, start eating whole grains and just eat and it'll crowd out the other things. Yeah, that's a good one. So you can get started, even if you're planning to do a cleanse next in the weekend or next week, 
just get started with eating the whole foods, more of the whole foods. Okay. Okay. And you will, and your body will, will, will start to clean itself out anyway. Yeah. So does that help? It does. Definitely. I mean, this has been like a personal, like nutritional session for me. (laughs) (laughs) Educational. I mean, this has been great, Tracy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I can't believe we've been talking for like an hour. Thank you. It went by fast. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. And I want to thank my guest, Tracy McWhorter. Love her so much. Um, But be sure to follow her on social media at Buy Any Greens and check out her website, buyanygreensnecessary.com. You can find out where to buy um, the book that we talked about today. She has a, a previous book as any as well called uh, Buy Any Greens. You can find out how to purchase that as well. And be sure to sign up for Tracy's 10,000 Black Women Vegan Challenge. It is not just for non-vegans. Tracy says um, there will be great nutritional information for all of us who sign up. Um, So that's why I plan to take part. It starts in October. So be sure to soon up soon. Until next time, everybody. I'm Jackie Reed. Stay safe and stay sane.